Hey guys, welcome back to Theory Query. Did we land on the moon? We're going to find out in the second part of this episode. Yeah, and thanks for hanging in there because there is a lot of material to get through, um, but it is, it is tantalizing. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? What's that? Um, did you know that producing a podcast is not free? It isn't. Oh, no. no. Is that where all my money's going? Where all your money's going? I mean, I guess you could, like, do a SoundCloud, but, like, when have you ever visited a SoundCloud? SoundCloud is, like, the only fans of podcasts. Is it? Is that a fair comparison? I don't think that's a fair comparison. Um, I would say the OnlyFans, just generally speaking, probably gets a lot more traffic than podcasts at large. Okay. I feel like yeah. that's a fair statement. Yeah, I, I, I will not argue that. <laughs> um, but we have basically an OnlyFans now, you and I, which is exciting. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called Patreon. And if you are enjoying this podcast and you want to support our continued growth and um, well-being and, you know, just like general excitement for doing it, then you could give us money in a way that is fun. Now, Ryan, I believe there are multiple levels uh, for those who may want to support us more or less. Yeah, it's really like a pay-what-you-wish kind of situation. We have three levels that you can subscribe to, basically. The skeptic level is $5 a month. The next one is the spectator level, and that's $14 per month. Um, so it's about less than 50 cents a day, and right? What, and what, Which is, uh, what do they get? Um, a spec, a, oh, sorry. Did I say spectator? I meant speculator. I'm really good at this. Um, speculator. And this is someone who's like not quick to judge, but not quick to decide either. Um, but for the low, low price of $14 a month, you get to keep theory query on the air. That's how much it costs us to air per month. And if you are contributing at that level, you get not only a stack of sticky stickers, which also goes to the skeptic level. Sticky stickers. You also get to choose for us an episode topic. And that's pretty bitchy. That's amazing. The top level is a believer. And for that, you get to co-host an episode with us, <gasps> along with the other two tier awards, like a stack of sticky stickers, and choosing an episode topic. That got a gay gasp out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty fucking real. That's amazing. And we're not fucking around, okay? Um, we love you. We appreciate you. We're putting this out there for free so that you can have access to it for free if you'd like. But we also, you know, would be remiss exactly. not to at least give you the option. Our loyal listener, the the one true listener of whom we have just like worshipped and loved and stand has signed up to be our first patreon and they're they're signed up at the skeptic level and i'm so happy that that they're a part of our patreon and i hope that more will join listen we can hardly find words to describe how goddamn excited we are that we are officially a Listener financially supported program, your podcast, Theory Query, will continue to happen. 
And you know, I think it's important to note that every movement starts with a bold leader, like our loyal listener. But every movement also needs the first follower. So do all of our other listeners. We need your support. Let's go to the moon. Let's go to the moon or not, because maybe we didn't. All right, so moving on. <laughs> Let's jump right back in. Gravity and weightlessness that is observed in the footage. Um, in the footage, there's a few instances where there's a little flash of light above the astronaut in the camera footage. Uh-huh. And it's not, to, it's not facing the sun, so... That's ruled out right so it's away. Aliens taking um, pictures, obviously. Well, the the astronauts have antennas on top of their, or like they go out up from their backpacks or something. Uh-huh. Um, it's their comm signals. So that you see that like rather frequently, but occasionally there's also flashes like five to six feet above their heads, like a quick. And yeah. the way that weightlessness is achieved in most space movies is uh wires steel oh okay is that where the flashing came from um yeah that's that's the that's the thought because there's no other there's no other explanation for it nasa has said actually that they think that they think that it's just like a a weird flash on the film it could i mean eight millimeter film was like trash back then and today and also, weren't all of their helmets like uh, mirrors, like basically big smooth disco balls? But we're talking like a, a little blip of light that's like directly above their head. You know what oh. I mean? Okay. A star, it's weird. I don't know. It's it's that's a little weird. weird. Hmm. Um, okay. So going along with that, there's about ten instances on the videos of like levitation <laughs> that happen with the astronauts, where they're uh-huh. literally like on all fours on the ground because they they like trip a lot and it's hilarious <laughs> um and but then it looks like something kind of jerks jerks them up like from behind and then they just kind of like lift up and are back on their feet and uh-huh. you don't like i was looking really closely to see if it was something like watching their joints because i know the gravity is different on the moon it's one sixth of the yeah, of what it is on the earth yeah um and like but you don't see like joints moving, right? Where they would have like propelled themselves up in such a way. Um, it's just, it's very, it, there, it looks a couple of times like something pulled them up as if they were like on a harness. And Aww. yeah, I, I would encourage you to go like, just look at it Dance online. Cause it's, yeah, it, it, it's just not what I would expect, but I'm not a scientist or an engineer, hmm. or a NASA astronaut, so whatever. Um, the next one is once they got the rover up there in the later missions, they have video of the rover driving around, and as it's driving, its tires are kicking up dust clouds. Oh. Now that is problematic, because well, there's okay. no air resistance, okay? And if it was all consistent, right, like all these dust particles are like swirling and falling in the same way, that would be one thing, but they're not. They there's like wisps that come up behind the rover. Hmm. The other thing that happens with the rover is they have kind of like a a, co- a reflective cover on the front of it. Okay. And 
when they're driving, it kind of like flaps as if it's in the wind. Oh, okay. And it, it shouldn't do that. Like, right? There's no air resistance. It should just be like, <laughs> like, like maybe they're, like, jiggle, rocking jiggling on there. Maybe they're like, yeah, because they were well, saying like they're jiggling. Like, oh, yeah, as well. like moves all but, over the place. But yeah. it's like, it's like, like. Like lift oh, is like created in the with wind. a piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So that it's it's a little strange, right? Hmm. Um, okay. And the last one is the flag. So, a lot of people are like the flag, like the flag argument is stupid because they put brackets in the flag so that it's like stands out. Um, yeah, there's like a stick. and like when they're plant people, it's like <laughs> less studied conspiracy theorists say that like as they're planting the flag it's waving and it's like well obviously because they're like impacting the object and like causing that to happen maybe but, they, i don't know right no it's, it's like this so <laughs> like, what i what i liked about this documentary that i watched was that they acknowledge all of the arguments and be like that's not what we're talking about <laughs> uh-huh. um and so there's other footage of the flag waving on its own completely unimpacted by any anyone okay and furthermore there's a moment where one of the astronauts walks past the flag and clearly doesn't touch it but the flag moves like seemingly in response to him passing by okay which would not happen on the moon cannot happen on the moon there's no air to have an impact on something that you walk by like when you walk by an empty potato chip bag and it falls off the table like that's because you're creating an an air like an air vacuum i have to look at pictures of this i have to search this this is freaking me out okay well you react appropriately i'm gonna keep going okay the final example of this is when they have boarded the lunar module, the little little baby cute ship, like a uh-huh. cradle, and they leave a camera outside while they like board and leave. Okay. And they have been on them they have been inside the lunar module for like several minutes and you can see the flag like entering and exiting the screen slightly. Oh. As if it's just kind of like casually blowing in the wind. <laughs> but there ain't no wind. <laughs> All right. There's a lot to say about the photos that we're taking. Okay. Okay. So, for starters, shooting photography on the moon doesn't seem possible to begin with. All right. Um, there's no... So... F- a lot of another like commonly cited conspiracy that is like easy to disprove is that there's no stars on all the NASA photos. There's no stars in the background. Well, like, well, yeah. If you took a camera from the '60s and took a picture of the night sky, it's yeah. You're not you need gonna a, see stars. And for anyone who like knows about cameras and exposure like rates and stuff, yeah, you have to have a long exposure time to capture stars. But yeah, go take your moon... iPhone six and pick take a picture of the night sky. <laughs> See how that works out for you. The moon in on the lit side of the moon, um, which is like lit. It's... <laughs> Stop it. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's the gin. Um, <laughs> the on the bright side of the moon, there's no atmosphere to filter the sunlight. You're getting direct fucking like radiation, full on UV yeah. sunlight radiation. It's yeah. bright as fuck, and like the moon, the moon isn't super reflective, but like without an atmosphere to <laughs> to divert any of those rays, it's really bright. So you can't have a long exposure time. Uh huh when shooting photography on the moon um and that's why there's no stars very easy to talk about that one um but speaking of of uv radiation and cosmic radiation um you know how you're not supposed to put film through an x-ray at the airport that is fair nasa said that the amount of uh radiation that (laughs) is received by people traveling is like about the same as an x-ray um at a minimum which like we're already questioning in the first place and as a matter of fact nasa also said that for every cubic centimeter of surface there would be an impact of four particles every second essentially a downpour of like gamma particles or whatever the fuck you call it okay which is like not super impactful for humans but that's just like what it's like to be in space Mm -hmm. and for photosensitive emulsion um they would have expected everything would have been completely completely exposed well if not that then at least like some little dots or something yeah something Hmm. But when you look at the NASA photos, they are, like, beautiful. Hmm. Perfectly clear, fully saturated. And, like, if you do have the misfortune of taking film through an airport scanner, you can still develop it. It's just, like, kind of fucked up, right? Like, yeah. the, the darks, the dark, well, here's, like, the big argument. The darks, especially, are lightened up. So your, your rich blacks are not going to develop properly it'll be much lighter grainy um color is desaturated you can still tell what's going on but it's just like not really salvageable what else do i got oh there were there there have been experiments done with film in space um someone put like a weather balloon up into the magnetosphere which has a far 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 lower it's like safe for humans amount of radiation compared to the belts or like out outer space okay with cosmic radiation and they sent film up through that and it got fucked up really bad oh but how what i mean did they send it in a camera or did they just like leave a strip of film tied to a balloon no it was not like that it was like it was like i think it was in a camera (laughs) okay oh dang it (laughs) oh my god that proves that happened (laughs) Like, yeah, bitch, you ruined it before you sent it up there. (laughs) Um, The other thing about the hardware, as long as we're on that topic, Uh photographers are very aware of the fact that you can't really use a camera in really cold or really hot temperatures because the metal in the camera will expand and contract in extreme temperatures. Space is also like that. has extreme cold um in the shade 
so the moon has no atmosphere right uh-huh. so the sun is extremely impactful upon like whatever it's touching okay in in the sunlight it's about 150 degrees fahrenheit oh that's not in the shade even if it's just like someone standing in front of you um uh-huh. there's no there's nothing holding in you know like regulating that temperature so if you just step into a little sliver of shade uh-huh. then it becomes negative 200 degrees fahrenheit oh my god uh, it's very dramatic and there's no transition song. time wow <laughs> i don't know awful. i don't i don't know what that joke is no well, it's awful the joke and what happens when you're stuck in so the ro- like the camera for starters and photographers have also said like film your the film in your camera when you're shooting in like the polar regions of America turns to glass like you have to keep it warm you have to keep it good to go and they were okay. like very clearly shoot there's like video footage of them shooting photography in in uh, shadows okay so that doesn't quite make sense. I mean, did and, they have, like, special camera equipment? They obviously didn't show up with, like, their disposable Kodak or whatever. No. Yeah, um, I don't know for sure, but okay. I, don't, hmm. I also don't know that that technology would have existed then. Well, I mean, if they were on the moon, I would hope that some... Like a little box with a space heater in it? Yeah, you know, like hand warmers. Maybe. You never know. You never know. But that also begs the question of, like, how would a lunar rover machine work in that kind of environment? But we don't have to dwell on it. The next issue is probably the most convincing for me. Okay. Oh, God. Light. Lighting. What about it? So if you've ever been outside. (laughs) Several times, actually, as what should happen. (laughs) You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, the sun is a light source that is extremely far away. No shit. And extremely powerful. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm with you. And as such, it lights a landscape evenly. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you look at any, virtually any NASA photo taken uh-huh. on the moon, okay. there is a very clear area of what is called a hot spot. And it's the, when you're using a studio light, it's the brightest point on the floor. Okay. And then everything around that light gradually diffuses, right? Okay. And you shine a flashlight on the ground, you see it just like casual, you know, slowly fade out to the edges. This exists in... Just the gayest reason. Oh my god, the lighting's bad. It's fake. But it's, like, not a wrong reason. Okay? I don't don't know. And some people have said that, like, well, it's just a vignette effect in the image. You know, like, the vignette filter on your Instagram? Okay. Um, That's that's a real thing. That's a real thing that can happen when, when you use a cheap camera lens. And... This guy, like, interviewed some professional photographers who can, like, they, they're career photographers. And we know what model of camera was used on the Apollo missions. Okay. And this guy, uh, sorry, these photographers 
where like yeah it could be a vignette but a it's not consistent like around the edges um and b like like the hot spot so to say is like offset from the center and b it's um not possible quote not possible <laughs> end quote with the quality of camera that was being used huh well then additionally if you even if you were to believe that it was an issue of vignette there's one very iconic picture where you're mostly seeing the reflection of the astronaut's helmet. Okay. So one of the most famous pictures. Yeah. And the the hotspot effect is present in the reflection on the helmet. Which is directly centered. Okay. Wouldn't you be able to see the light, though, in the helmet? Well, there is a picture where it looks very much like a can light. They're called okay, or like the fucking sun, maybe. No, 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 no. Like it's saying? not. It's not like a light. It's. It looks like a black, like, like a like a theater light. Okay. But that's like mm. that's actually not mentioned in, in this source that I'm using <laughs> at all. Okay, I saw it in a different one. But the the vignette effect is happening in the reflection, which is technically impossible. Hmm. If it's a true vignette. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Mythbusters attempted to um, debunk this. No, wait, hold on. Rewind. Another common thing is that there's diverging shadows. And there's one, there's one picture where shadows are going like all kinds of different directions. Um, but it's a panoramic image using a fisheye. So like any idiot who knows uh, how that works like, okay. would understand that. But there are other images that are taken um, at a different angle to the sun, as in like the sun is to one side of my body instead of in front of or behind me. Okay. And shadows at that angle should all be parallel, right? Okay. Um, you only create a vanishing point with things that are casting a shadow or, you know, lines that are leading away or, or behind you. Okay. In front of or behind you. Um, in this particular image, there are shadows um, that should be parallel with the sun that are, like, very clearly not. And a lot of professional photographers who this guy interviewed were, like, and he, he was, like, I'm not telling you to, like, declare that the that the moon landings were a conspiracy or a hoax but like if you were to just see this photo and i told you that it was shot in the studio would you say that it was artificially lit and they were like yes absolutely <laughs> because there's a hot spot of light and the shadows are coming from a light source that's nearby hmm okay mythbusters attempted to debunk this um theory by recreating the exact scene that was shot okay. on a mo- using a model. Okay. And they were able to disprove it. They, d- they, they debunked the myth. However, they did so using an artificial light. 
Oh. And like you would think <laughs> you can tell that it's like farther away than the like studio light would have been uh-huh. and like whatever, but even if you're using a model, the sun to a model would be like at least a f- couple of miles away. You know what I mean? But it's just yeah. like it's, it's a studio light that's like 10 feet away. Okay. Um, so good for them for that one. Um, another one is that the shadows are blurry sometimes. Okay. Have Which you ever seen your mean... shadow in the sun? Have I seen my shadow in the sun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it clearly defined around the edges or is it diffused and blurry? Oh. I'll answer for you. <laughs> no. It's, ca- the sun casts clearly defined shadows. Okay. Artificial lights do not. They're not intense enough. And they are directional. And they, they're not powerful enough. So air and atmosphere no. diffuses the light okay. very quickly. Okay. The sun is a badass bitch. It is a, yeah. Okay. I got it. <laughs> um, and there's many, many, many photos where the astronauts' shadows are, are fuzzy around the edges. But a lot of things in those photos are fuzzy around the edges. Just let me finish. Them. Let me okay. finish. All right, all right, all you, right. Go, you go and fucking look at these pictures. And look at the fuzzy ass astronaut photo okay. or astronaut shadow because all around the astronaut, uh-huh. the features of the moonscape, if you want to call it that, are very clearly defined. Beautiful. I'm this, up. this is annoying me. I still think that that could be. No, look at his head. The whole thing is is so blurry. But look at... This isn't the only example, either. No, I, I think that they're full of shit. No. That looks can fine. I also Can I also add that NASA themselves says that because of... Um, because of the moon existing in a vacuum of space, there would be no diffusion of light whatsoever. I am going to disagree. This okay. Well, I don't know. Buzz Aldrin can punch you in the mouth. I'm not shaking a Bible in his face. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So a couple things about the the lunar. We're moving on from the photography. A couple okay, of things is, about. Okay, I'm annoyed by these pictures. Keep going. And what about? Look at look at the. Are you still looking at that picture? Yeah. Look at the light source behind his head, and how the rest of it is darker. The sun does not light landscape like that. And keep like late. Later on, go look at all of them and look at the gradation of light on the on the moonscape. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, would also add that um, there's there's plenty of instances where the you know how we talked about exposure, right? And how yeah. like 
this you couldn't see the stars because the film is underexposed, right? There's uh-huh. a couple of photos where they're shooting um objects in shadow. Right? And if okay. you ever have the sun behind you in a picture, your face is very dark or hard to see, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um there's a couple of really <laughs> infamous photos where one of them being um I think it's Buzz or I don't know who it is, but someone's exiting the lunar module and the sun is clearly behind them because the shadows are coming toward the photographer. Okay. And you can see everything perfectly. You can see the whole lunar module perfectly. In striking detail, I might add. Okay. Despite the fact that the sun is behind it. Behind? Oh. Well, and hmm. these photographers are saying that, like, that would not be possible. Like, it's literally impossible without an additional light source or a bounce, which is like a big white um, screen that will reflect the sunlight onto the subject. Okay, so the photo I just sent you shows um, the astronaut either entering or exiting the lunar module. Okay. And they, uh, he's, the sun is behind the vehicle, right? Can you tell that from this image? Yes. If anything, you can tell that the astronaut and the module are in the shadow. Correct? Yeah, okay. However, in the vacuum of space, there is no diffusion of sunlight. As in, shadow, shadowed objects would appear like black. No, black but that's not true. Because you would have light being reflected off the surface of the moon, which could illuminate his ass hand. Not backwards. Light doesn't reflect backwards. Yeah, it does. No, it does not. That's how the moon works. <laughs> Is that how the moon works? <laughs> That's how we can no. see it. No. Light is reflected Reflect- off of it and it travels back towards us. No. Freshman <laughs> physics. <laughs> okay. Particle Maybe I'm- reflection of particles bounce off at the same degree in the opposite direction. Okay. There's an I'll say again, there's no diffusion of light particles because the vacuum of space. Okay. There's no atmosphere. There's no air. It's just sun going in the same direction. Yeah. Why can we see him so clearly and so perfectly? Okay. Because and as long as you're looking at this photo, off the surface of the fucking moon. Okay. Well, as long as you're looking at this photo. Okay. Yes, um, I'm looking at this man. Zoom ass. in. <laughs> zoom. Yeah. I mean. It's not a bad one. <laughs> um, zoom into nicest one I've his, seen in the spacesuit. I yes, assume you already zoomed. Marty, I assume you already zoomed in to, to his bum. So just like scroll down to his heel, his right heel. Okay. There's a glare of light on his right heel, and I just want to point that out. Okay. Why would there be a glare of harsh light on his heel if the sun is behind him? Because there's the light reflected off the surface of the moon? I don't know. Well, NASA themselves said that the moon would, uh, the, the composition of moon sand would only reflect about 8% of light anyway. I don't know what the hell the 8% would look like. But. Okay. Well, Arlissa might decide for herself. I don't know what to think about you anymore. Well, let's just move, <laughs> let's just move along. Then. This is, um, 
So the lunar module we're going to talk about, it's called the LEM. They call it the LEM. The Lunar Excursion Module. Module okay. is the actual LEM. name. The LEM. That's a nice Midwestern name. LEM. I know. Which, like, all of the astronauts seem to have southern accents. I'm not sure why. Um, but, so, it's one argument that was made, which is, I think, like, weak at best, is that, no pun intended, that it's covered in foil and scotch tape, literal scotch tape, um, and that external panels don't seem to match up and just seems, like, kind of clunky in general. Um, NASA has addressed the scotch tape issue and okay. said that it's like the best material that they could have ever used as an adhesive because it's lightweight and wouldn't be sub- lightweight. <laughs> yeah wouldn't be subject to air resistance or something um that's just interesting however it is a bit suspicious when you factor in that the lem costs two billion dollars itself to build so we're going to say you spent $2 billion on this? To scotch tape and, and there's scotch foil. tape on it? <laughs> and it's aluminum foil that you're looking at, not, not like super NASA material. It's aluminum. Um, okay. And I should also add that um, adjusted for inflation, that's $21 billion today that was spent on this vehicle. And you can say that it's like bureaucracy failure, but $21 billion on a like clunky piece of <laughs> scotch tape and tin foil. I think like... that it's more sophisticated than that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Let's keep going. Um, there's no, you can't see it in this image, but it's just a like very we all well... have those friends who like have a heart of gold. They're worth every penny, but they insist on having a shitty haircut. Yeah, yeah, we all have them. Scotch tape on a billion dollars, all right? <laughs> okay, fine. Um, there's quite a bit more to get to on the LEM and all of that, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Additionally, it's not as evident in this photo, but it's very well documented in every photo and video that okay. um there's no crater underneath the lem from where it landed and took off oh it's okay. just like perfectly pristine moonscape and we should mention that there's six inches of very fine soft sand neil armstrong himself like stepped down for the first steps and said there's about six inches of very fine soft sand um and yet the landing area and takeoff area have no um crater underneath them Hmm. where there's like flames being thrown at them violently from a from a space machine landing on top of it Okay. okay and that's like one thing but also if you there's also images of the foot pads of the lem and you can kind of see one in this picture 
um since we're having to describe them for people it's like this like really pretty gold foil um and it's uh-huh. it looks very pretty in the photo because there's no <laughs> moon dust on it <laughs> um but as we discussed in previous arguments astronauts were like covered in moon dust after walking around for a little while so it looks like pretty pretty nice <laughs> okay um in the photo all right the next one is that they have their comms on the whole time when the lem is leaving the moon's surface and i can't remember which apollo mission this is but they have their comms on and talking to houston it's all documented and recorded and they take off uh-huh. and there's no sound there's no sound from the from the engine that's burning fuel to shoot them back up into space you can hear their voices but no sound huh you think there'd be like a baby little rumble or something you would, um, i mean you would think hmm, and some okay. like a, de- a debunker was like well the the comm devices are specifically designed to not um like transfer ambient noise because you'd never hear anything uh-huh. and that's like a great point <laughs> but um in one of the launches from the moon surface the one that we're talking about specifically he played music while they were launching and the music is just like da, 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 and you don't hear any rumbling hmm. okay okay all right okay this but is a great would it one. necessarily be all that noisy because you need to have the movement of air. That's what primarily makes all of that god awful racket. Right. But you don't have any atmosphere to be flying through, so maybe it could be kind of quiet. Sound requires air to yeah. to move or matter of some sort. Yeah, that's yeah. why you didn't um, see them like flipping up their helmets, like yelling across the moon to each other. <laughs> That would have not ended among well. other reasons. Yeah, um, that's all well and true. Okay, um, but they're in a pressurized cabin with air. So, okay. and the way that the lamb was designed was that they were sitting. They're basically sitting on the engine like a smart car, <laughs> and probably about the same size as a smart car. Like okay. the engine was under the the thing that they were sitting on, basically. Okay, and so. If you're fucking firing rocket fuel, you'd expect like some something. Maybe, but okay. is it enough of a something not to be filtered out by? I don't know. The I don't know. They're wearing. We, I'm we just saying. I'm just we saying. need not. We need. We need not linger on that one. Okay. Um, so people have like. I'm annoyed. So I'm ready to pick a fight. I know, because you're beginning to be converted. <laughs> no, I am not. I think people who don't believe should be launched to the moon. And they can sit there and think about what they said. Okay, so if you were questioning whether, you know, this this was true, that the the limb, you know, had whatever, the the engine issue, and, like, maybe you wanted to test it yourself, right? Uh Uh-huh, okay. Well, the plans have been lost. What? We don't have the plans for the limb. We don't know what it was anymore. 
<laughs> the company, so the way that the Apollo missions worked was that they contracted out like 90% of their shit. Okay. And the company that they contracted to like design the LEM disposed of the plants. Yeah, they said they were taking up too much space. So they got rid of them as they do all their stuff. Not that it's like one of the most monumental like crafts that man has ever created. Yeah, but for one of the most monumental tasks that man has undertaken. Well, you'd think they would have at least called somebody. <laughs> right? Like, hey, do you the, guys want the, you know, this? The United States government like might have a place where they could hang on to yeah. those. As long as we're talking about things that have been um, misplaced or lost or destroyed, perhaps. Uh-huh. Um, the, the original film, Real, that contains Neil Armstrong's first steps on the moon, um, they're lost. What? They lost them. NASA lost them. Like, oopsie poopsie. Oopsies. Like, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know. And they're like, it's well, it's well documented that NASA's like, yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, we don't know what it is. (laughs) To be fair, like. Maybe it was Nicolas Cage. He probably has them. (laughs) He's taken a few things. So. There's that, <laughs> but no. like from the conspiracy angle, those um, film reels on the like notes outside them or something, mm-hmm. um, there's designated spaces where the astronauts would have had to have written their biometric measurements, so their like heart rate and um, whatever at the time, okay, and also the precise location of the limb when they were shooting. Okay. That was, like, part of the documentation. And so okay. the conspiracy angle of that is that they destroyed it. Like, oopsie, lost it, because, like, we don't want to reveal the location of the, the exact location of the limb or have it be public knowledge because someone might go looking for it and not find it. Maybe that's what they just did. They're like, you know what, guys? We hid that so well. Um... We don't know where it is anymore. But as long as we're talking about, like, locations of things on the moon. Okay. um, Recently, Google had a project called Lunar X, where they were going to offer a prize of $30 million to a private company, whoever was the first to send a rover to the moon and live stream it to the world via Google. Okay. Exciting. And cool. they said, we'll offer an additional $5 million incentive to anyone who can not only do that, but visit the Apollo landing base site. Oh. So, okay. Okay. Challenge accepted. All right. Um, a company in Pittsburgh said, we will do that. We can do that. That's awesome. And we're going to not Go only. Pittsburgh. We're going to not only. Pittsburgh is gay. Yeah. It's great. It's lesbian like I've I've heard. It's gay. I'm in. I've actually never been. And I've lived in Philly for three years, so I need to make that happen. But like probably not right now. No. Wait. Not a not a time to go sightseeing. Yeah. Go just it's wait. Wait. So 
any Hooters. Pittsburgh said that this Pittsburgh company is like, we'll do it and we'll go to the Apollo landing site. We know we have the coordinates and we'll like go check it out. Promptly after they made that announcement, NASA like made a desperate plea that no one go anywhere near the Apollo sites. <laughs> like, and but they requested just... a no-fly zone of two kilometers within any of the base areas. Okay. Citing, like, historic, historic preservation significance. Purposes? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because couldn't you theoretically, like, if you knew where it was, just take a telescope and, like, look at it? Yeah, but I think they they strategically chose the distance from which you could view the stuff. Well, yeah, so like if somebody else if somebody else shows up on the moon, you're just like, "No, don't touch my shit." That's fine. But I'm just saying for us who will not be traveling to the moon soon, more than likely, you could just take a telescope and look at it. Yeah. Am I wrong? Sure. No, you're not wrong. Okay, that's what I thought. Debunked. But no, no, it's not. <laughs> Why don't they want anyone coming like anywhere near it? I don't know. That's just a little bit weird. They're NASA. It's just a little they... bit. All I'm saying is that it's interesting. nerd stuff. The final thing of like the arguments, and we're gonna get into a couple of rebuttals. Okay. Um, is what I'm sure you've been thinking this whole time. How could you? pull this off right yeah how could you keep there were over four hundred thousand people involved with the apollo missions mm-hmm. how could you ever silence that many people right right well for starters according to conspiracy theorists you would not have to silence four hundred thousand people keep in mind that most of this was contracts contracted out like bits and pieces to many to over 20,000 different companies that contracted for NASA. Okay. Projects were split across the country to over 4,000 400,000 different individuals, right? Um the conspiracy theorists would claim that only a restricted group is needed to be in the know. So the, the quote, first to be duped would be the technicians at Mission Control in Houston. Okay. As in, like, you would only need a studio crew and the, like, quote-unquote astronauts themselves, and then the rest of it you, like, and, like, a couple of smart people to bounce a signal, like, off the satellite in space and back to Mission Control. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's it. And specifically with um, the astronauts that, like, how would they ever, in their honor, in service to the United States, participate in such an awful thing? Um, Specifically with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, you can watch their interviews after they return from the moon, and they're like... So for starters, they're, they went into like a two-week quarantine, which is like too soon to talk about. But 
they were they were quar- they were quarantined <laughs> immediately upon uh return and mm-hmm. just like disappeared and then they emerged from quarantine to do a press conference and they're asking them questions and they seem just like very somber and like reluctant and disinterested in talking (laughs) Um, which like i don't know what you want from people at that point but uh i just it it, you should watch the interviews yourself because it's like it's a little bit spooky i know like i was kind of um built up to it at this point and like um probably influenced to some degree but it is strange how they like the tone that they have and the lack of excitement that they have and they're like one specific moment um a reporter asked them like did you get to see the stars like how how beautiful were the stars and both of them no all all three of them because there was another guy that no one remembers who was stuck in orbit throughout the process uh-huh. um but buzz and neil and number three were like i don't yeah, I don't remember seeing any stars. Huh. Interesting. Quite interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Within a year after they returned, um, all three of them left NASA. Okay. They would have been on the fast track to like do more missions, I assume, and like continue to be involved in the projects. But yeah. all all three of them quit. Okay. Within a year. Neil Armstrong went off the grid. Um, he left the country. He refused invitations to like various ceremonies dedicated to the moon landing and the moonwalks. Okay. Buzz Aldrin turned to alcoholism. At one point, he was quoted as saying, they think of us as heroes, but the moon oh. has destroyed us. Oh, man. Okay. So Buzz went to like a, I, don't, I can't remember, it was like he visited high school seniors or something and they were like, what is your advice if like I want to become an astronaut and walk on the moon? And he said, things may not turn out the way that you wanted them to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dark. Harsh. It's like dark yeah. shit. And then we get to this um, Bart Sabrell character from um the last episode where i introduced the topic uh-huh. and he like was all punched him in the face um so this guy he's a he's a known conspiracy theorist like radical whatever okay. his presentation was awful like there's they, he had cameras with him to try and like catch them in whatever situation it, it was not great but okay. he like approaches neil armstrong buzz aldrin and the third guy, Michael Collins, that's his name. <laughs> and he shoves a Bible in their face and he says, swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. Swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. And he's like, at one point, he get, like, they're, they're all just like, get away from me, get away from me. Um, Neil Armstrong, actually, you can watch the video and he, he like considers it for a second and then he seems to like look and notice the cameras and then be like, no, I'm not. And in the United States, you can be sued for perjury if you're found to swear on the Bible and like documented and lie, right? Okay. Not sure like 
why that's a lot in this in the country but um and they all all three of them refuse to do it like this this guy being a fucking mosquito that he is yeah like they they could like they I, could have just gotten rid of him by I doing was, that well but i would say like to even do that is to like play into this crazy conspiracy theorist guy's game and they play into his game then how many other games do they have to play into to keep these people yeah i get you know, it satiated. so yeah i would probably been like yeah you can put this on the bible buddy right like i did and it then, and there's video of it i don't have shit to prove to you yeah but yeah just you know like i'm not even gonna merit you with a response yeah i and i would probably do the same in that situation so yeah. it doesn't bother me all that much um but like all three of them did it which i think is interesting um, even Michael Collins, who no one knows about, and he said, swear on the Bible that you orbited the moon. <laughs> and he also <laughs> would not. Like, that was his time. <laughs> he could have been he noticed. He needed to be there. <laughs> All right. He was the hero. So, have, has anything else come up for you that's, like, your own kind of counterpoints or thoughts that you haven't already mentioned? So, I mean, to what end? Why... If the moon landing was truly faked, why keep keep up the charade to the tune of how many? Fifteen or sixteen Apollo missions? Yeah. Well, the the main line of like the deep the deep conspiracy <laughs> population uh-huh. is that it actually started out with like genuine and honest intentions. But after the Apollo 1 fire and the massive setbacks and the lack of funding, Uh they couldn't afford to continue and they couldn't afford another failure because they would lose the faith and the excitement and the attention of the American people. Okay. I mean, I can definitely... I can get that. But to... To go forward and be like, well, since we can't actually do this, let's just not and say we did and fake it to the tune of, you know, twenty twenty dollars of two hundred and forty billion or something like that. Yeah. Well, if they could pull it off, then it would be well worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Especially when you have people being like, there's people starving on the street. And you spent 5% of our national budget and failed. Yeah. It's one thing to spend 5% of the national budget on a fucking, like, rocket ride and succeed. And, like, the people who are wealthy and (laughs) well-connected or even just, like, middle class or lower middle class are, like, not affected by those that lack of social structure and funding. Like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's plus like the pissing contest, right? It's very no, like well known that there was so much to prove in the in the world spotlight. So, but then is is everything that NASA's doing then like is it a charade as well? Why would we have kept it up after the Cold War ended at the end of the eighties? 
I mean, not a lot was kept up, and like the the missions to the moon ended I mean, immediately. You know, I mean, but moon missions, space yeah. station. But we were still like the ISS and like all of these other, you know. So that's celestial that's actually, exploration. It's actually um, part of the conspiracy that, like, one one would ask, like, why wouldn't Russia expose the U.S. Right. Yeah. Like they would obviously they could know easily about it. Yeah, they could crack um, into that. But the arguments against that are that no one would believe them for starters, especially in the United States. Um, and secondly, the global community. Uh, they could I, mean, so I don't think Russia's like super popular community. in the global community either. I'm not saying that they they're popular, but I'm just saying <laughs> the if it's just U.S. versus Russia, yeah, they probably would be like, yeah, who's going to believe us? Well, but what happened after the Apollo missions concluded was that Russia and the United States kind of formed a public friendship with their space programs, and they like began working together to build the st- the space station and to you know conduct experiments together on the space station. Uh huh. Um, and if they had exposed the United States theoretically, then we would not have been able to like share technology with them, work together on the space station, and that door would have closed Okay. to them for future, any opportunity for future cooperation. So we can believe that there is a giant research station orbiting the Earth. Low orbit. In low orbit for the last, what, couple decades? And, but we never went to the moon. There's not enough day drinking that could make me believe. <laughs> you should watch this documentary and just see if it even, like, even just makes you reconsider for a second. Because I was definitely, um, I'm impressionable in general. And I was, like, afraid <laughs> to watch the documentary because I didn't want to be swayed. That would be um, like asking me to swear on the Bible. I don't have time for it. Yeah, agree. Um, <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot more that I haven't even brought up in oh. this too fucking <laughs> long two part episode. But the moon conspiracy is such an iconic fucking conspiracy theory that I had to do it justice, and I had to. No, that's that's good. Especially because when you watch any mainstream media about the moon conspiracy, they're like, these are the five main points, and they're all like nothing. But yeah, when I watched trash, when I watched this fucking thing, it was like the first thing they said was, "These are the five main points that you usually see." We agree that they're like garbage, but it's because people are trying to like get far away from it. Here's what are the actual things that moon that moon hoaxers are talking about. Um, so and they're, I mean, they they definitely hold weight, and especially the photography elements for me, like I. I'm a photographer by trade, more or less. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that's... I think the last photo major I talked to was making my sandwich. <laughs> so... And it looked beautiful when they were finished. Sure. The final example that I have, and then I'll rip this paper up and eat it, is that people were saying, like, what... The sets were way too. The sets would have had to been way too large to be able to stage all of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that's 
kind of a fair point, but they do it all the time in movies. But on that scale, it wouldn't to be like, well, on what you know, scale? why to fake a moon landing? You'd have to have some like dark, cavernous, creepy warehouse with all of your lighting and then ass loads of whatever, like dirt or whatever. Like any movie set. Do you think that would have shown up on an expense report and being like, listen, it looks like you're building a movie set? Not I think word. I, I don't think that the I don't think the accountants would have been on like in the inner circle keeping that a secret. Someone in purchasing would have been like, hold on a minute. And they would have talked. Maybe. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that it's possible. 400,000 people, someone would have blown the whistle. But it, like 400,000 weren't all in the know. That's, that's my point. It, you could probably get it down to like 50. I just I think it's moved. funny. Like the, the main, the main like resistance is like, it would be impossible to create that on film. <laughs> it's like (laughs) it's literally done all the time all the time and the other like connecting point with that is that they had already and this is where conspiracies conspiracy theorists really like hone in is that like it started out with genuine intentions but after the failures the risk was too high the budget was too high they lost funding um they already had all the simulation material right they had built everything already they had like like um very detailed artistic recreations of the moon's surface they had everything there they had every bit of hardware and (laughs) that they needed and they could have just filmed it on earth and done a very good job I have a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and maybe we can end on that. Okay, good. Yes, he will speak since. The rocket launched. We all saw it. This isn't a direct quote, I should say. Given all the hardware and documents and like physical evidence and and seeing a rocket launch into space, um, it would have been easier to just go than to fake it. All I'm saying is... (laughs) Uh-huh. Look at the photos some more. Look at the videos. And don't trust everything blindly because people in power have ulterior motives. Always. We didn't land on I the moon. Like, <laughs> I don't like any of that. No, we landed on the moon. No, we didn't. You're not going to go like okay. shoot up a pizza party no. because you think that... No, no oh my god. Okay, no. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, to... I'm joking for starters, but only... A part of me is joking. I am saying we might not have. We might not have. I thoroughly disagree. All right, then. There you have it. Okay. 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 Well. All right. Well, on that bombshell. (sighs) Well, listeners, thank you for joining us on the second part of this uh, wonderful two-part episode. It's time for me to blast off. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there more? I don't know. I <laughs> no. Okay. Well, seems like you ran out of fuel on that metaphor. But, I did. There uh, was a leak in my oxygen tank. <laughs> um, great. Well, thank you for tuning in. 
for both of these episodes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're a believer, great. If you're not, also great. Just no, uh, no, there don't... is a right answer here. Whether you're a believer or a non-believer, do not vote for Donald Trump in the next election. <laughs> don't. Oh God. Just please. Don't. Like please. Fucking just don't. Should I not say that? Um. No, we should say that. We have a platform. Yeah, don't vote for him. <laughs> Our platform is don't vote for him. <laughs> um, I think that's a simple. Yeah. That's a simple, straightforward. Uh, you know. Yeah. There's a certain elegance to that simplicity. Just don't vote for the guy. Yeah, because it's one thing to fake an entire moon mission for like national nationalism but it's a whole another thing to um have a fraudulent election and dupe the entire nation for like personal gain exactly plus okay never mind never mind we'll save this for a different episode (laughs) okay (laughs) um well it's been great and you know one day we'll get to the moon it's gonna be even greater and um we'll be dead by the time that happens yeah this has been illuminating. Because we're not surviving 2020. <laughs> no. All right. Take, mm. us, take us out, Ethan. All right, guys. You do, you do it best. Thank you again for joining us here at Theory Query. Don't stop believing. Is that how we end this? <laughs> yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. Okay, good. Okay, join us next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you liked today's episode, rate and subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash theoryquery. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.